Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is July 4th. The Declaration of Independence is one of the most important documents in the history of the United States. It was an official act taken by all 13 American colonies in declaring independence from British rule. People in the colonies were unhappy that they did not have a say in their government and still had to pay the taxes. The Stamp Act of 1765 collected taxes on paper goods like legal documents, newspapers, and playing cards. In one act of protest, men dumped the cargo ship of a full of British tea into Boston Harbor in 1773. This is now called the Boston Tea Party. In 1775, the colonists went to war with Great Britain. The war between the colonies and Great Britain was called the American Revolutionary War from 1775 to 1783. A group of men came together in the summer of 1776 to find ways to become independent from Great Britain. The committee included John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Robert Livingston, and Robert Sherman. The Declaration of Independence was originally written by Thomas Jefferson. Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, and Jefferson then worked together to make changes to the document. The final draft of the Declaration of Independence was adopted on July 4, 1776, but the actual signing of the final document was on August 2, 1776. Writing and signing the Declaration of Independence took courage, but it was an important step in the founding of our great government. A famous phrase from the Declaration is, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men have created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Declaration of Independent Facts and Figures John Hancock was the first to sign. His signature was so large and so bold that people used John Hancock to mean a signature. The Declaration of Independence is on display in the rotunda of the National Archives in Washington, D.C., to learn more, see the Charters of Freedom and 100 Milestone Document sites from the National Archives. And in 1802, West Point's rule in our nation's history dates back to the Revolutionary War, when both sides realized the strategic importance of commanding plateau on the west bank of the Hudson River. General George Washington considered West Point to be the most important strategic position in America. Washington personally selected Thaddeus Kosciuszko, one of the heroes of Saratoga, to design the fortifications for West Point in 1778, and Washington transferred his headquarters to West Point in 1779. Continental soldiers built forts, batteries, and redoubts, and extended a 150-ton iron chain across the Hudson to control river traffic. Fortress West Point was never captured by the British, despite Benedict Arnold's treason. West Point is the oldest continuously occupied military post in America. Several soldiers and legislators, including Washington, Knox, Hamilton, and John Adams, desiring to eliminate America's wartime reliance on foreign engineers and artillerists, urged the creation of an institution devoted to the arts and sciences of warfare. President Thomas Jefferson signed the legislation establishing the United States Military Academy in 1802. He took this action after ensuring that those attending the academy would be representative of a democratic society. Colonel Sylvanus Thayer, the father of Military Academy, 
served as superintendent from 1817 to 1833. He upgraded academic standards, instilled military discipline, and emphasized honorable conduct. A war of our young nation's need for engineers, Thayer made civil engineering the foundation of the curriculum. For the first half of the century, USMA graduates were largely responsible for the construction of the bulk of the nation's initial railway lines, bridges, harbors, and roads. After gaining experience, the national recognition during Mexican and Indian Wars, West Point graduates dominated the highest ranks on both sides of the Civil War. Academy graduates, headed by generals such as Grant, Lee, Sherman, and Jackson, set high standards of military leadership for both the North and the South. The development of other technical schools in the post-Civil War period allowed West Point to broaden its curriculum beyond strict civil engineering focus. Following the creation of the Army Postgraduate Command and staff schools, the Military Academy came to be viewed as the first step in a continuing Army education. In World War I, Academy graduates again distinguished themselves on the battlefield. After the war, Superintendent Douglas MacArthur sought to diversify the academic curriculum. In recognition of those intense physical demands of modern warfare, MacArthur pushed for major changes in the physical fitness and intramural athletic programs. Every cadet and athlete became the important goal. Additionally, the cadet management of the honor system, long in an unofficial tradition, was formalized with the creation of the Cadet Honor Committee. Eisenhower, MacArthur, Bradley, Arnold, Clark, Patton, Stilwell, and Wainwright were among an impressive array of academy graduates who made the challenge of leadership in the Second World War. The post-war period again saw sweeping revisions to the West Point curriculum, resulting from the dramatic developments in science and technology, the increasing need to understand the other cultures, and the rising level of general education in the Army. In, in 1976, or 64, President Johnson signed legislation increasing the strength of the Corps of Cadets from 2,529 to 4,417, more recently reduced to 4,000. To keep up with the growth of the Corps, the major expansion of facilities began shortly thereafter. Another significant development at West Point came when enrollment was opened to women in 1976. 62 women graduated in the class of 1980 to include Andrea Holland, Rhodes Scholar, just as women are a vital and integral part of the U.S. Army, so they are at West Point. In recent decades, the Army's curricular academy's curricular structure was markedly changed to permit cadets to major in any one of more than a dozen fields, including a wide range of subjects from the sciences to the humanities. And then finally, as early as 1953, members of the Eisenhower administration were considering how a new flag would be created to include stars for the admission of the potential new states of Alaska and Hawaii. When the last states had been admitted in 1912, a joint Army-Navy board submitted recommendations to the president, who then made the final choice. On July 14, 1953, President Eisenhower declared his preferred method to select a flag design was to appoint a joint committee with six members, three representatives from the armed forces, and one from each of the Interior Department, State Department, and Commission on Foreign Arts. In September of 1958, the White House staff decided that the time had finally come to determine the procedure for selecting the 49-star flag design. On October 16, 1958, the White House issued a press release stating that the Secretaries of State Defense and Treasury, along with the Chairman of the Commission of Fine Arts, were appointed to informally propose the new flag designs to the President. In September 1958, Acting Secretary of the Army had already sent designs for the 49 and 50 star flags to the Secretary of Defense that included the designs that would be ultimately selected by President. At a cabinet meeting on November 19, 1958, President Eisenhower received a briefing on the history of the flag design process, and several suggestions were made regarding the design for the new flags. 
The president stated a preference for seven staggered rows of seven stars, and those at the meeting concurred that this kind of arrangement would easily allow for the addition of a 50th star. The committee formally submitted their designs for the 49-star flag on December 30, 1958. And then on January 3, 1959, President Eisenhower issued an executive order 10798, establishing the design of the 49-star flag. And then on July 4, 1959, this flag was first officially raised over Fort McHenry National Historic Site with Secretary of the Interior Fred Seaton presiding. The committee formally submitted their designs for the 50-star flag on August 17, 1959. And then on August 21, 1959, President Eisenhower issued Executive Order 10834, establishing the design of the 50-star flag. This flag was officially raised over Fort McHenry National Historic Site on July 4, 1960, with Secretary of Interior Fred Seaton presiding. From the first year of the Eisenhower administration, the public had anticipated that Alaska and Hawaii might be added as the new states and that a new flag design would be needed. The earliest submission of a 50-star flag came in 1953, but the bulk of the submissions began pouring in after admission of Alaska in 1958. By the time the official design was declared for the 50-star flag, more than 3,000 people had sent in their ideas, some of them submitting multiple designs. The designs came in a wide range of media, from simple pencil sketches to professionally constructed flags. This is an especially popular project for elementary school children who express their ideas with construction paper, crayons, tempera paint, and tiny stick-on stars. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com the U.S. Declaration of Independence at bensguide.gpo.gov, West Point Military Academy at westpoint.edu, and 49-star American flag and 50-star American flag at eisenhowerlibrary.gov. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.